Dumpster Divas, we are back with another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet, and my sister Kix. Hi, Kix. Hi. Hello, how are you? You know, you ask that question every time I'm here. I haven't been on for the past two weeks, so you you got the chance to not ask that. And that's my answer to that question. Great. Yeah, we had we had uh, someone write in to ask me anything. Where are where have you been? Oh my god. Well, I'm back for yes, I'm back today. <laughs> today, um, who's to say what next week brings? <laughs> um, life is nipping up my heels. <laughs> my cat's been a little under the weather. Yes, yeah, so everyone He's- send their love to little Grizzy. Yeah, we're still not quite figured it out. We figured it out, but we're not better yet. Yes. Um yes, little asthma issues. March can go suck a big freaking dick in the worst way. Well, it's I a mean, long that, month. Like, it's a five-week month, which famously are the pits. Every week keeps getting worse. So welcome to Dumpster Dive. If it's your first time here. <laughs> you, you, This is the same bit every time. You're like, if it's your first time here. If it's your first time here. (laughs) (laughs) No, but there's so much to talk about in the universe of reality television, but I don't want to mention any of those things right now because we need to save it for our guests. But I will say some non-reality things. I watched Fresh last night and I really liked it. Did you you like it? Did I text you about it? No, I saw you watched it, but I finally watched it last night. Brian, I really liked it. I haven't felt so ill watching something in a long time. It like it gave me like a visceral reaction that I was like actually sick to my stomach. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I don't get I don't get skeeved out by things really. Like mm-hmm. that, like gore me doesn't either. freak yeah. me out. But God, um, Sebastian Stan is hot even when he's mean. the wires were getting a little confused in my brain because <laughs> I was like, I'm kind of You're think like, he's hot. I know, but like. I know he's bad. <laughs> I loved it. But you also watched Deepwater, which I haven't watched yet. It was truly the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And I don't recommend it. And usually I say Wait, I do no, recommend it. I want to watch. I, and that's what it's not. Entertaining that's what I'm bad. mad about. No, Ugh. it's not entertaining. And it's horrible. Worst kinds of movies. If it's bad, love a bad movie. Love bad TV. All I'm here for all of it. Well, there's so many things that are left unexplained. You know, and you know the drama, right? Yeah, yeah. Please share the drama. So, for those that don't know, Deepwater is the movie with Anna De Armas and um, Ben Affleck. It was filmed like during peak Pandy. Well, like in their relation, like quarantine. It was filmed like in in twenty twenty, and it was supposed to be on Netflix, and it was supposed to be this huge release, (laughs) and then. Ben and Anna's Armas broke up and they both like both of the representation was essentially like, you cannot release this movie. We won't do press for it. We refuse to do anything for it. And so Netflix was like, well, why don't we just sell it? So they just like, were trying to push it off to all these streaming services and all the streaming services were like, uh, no. So mm-hmm. it's on Hulu, which, you know, Hulu It's per it's perfect for Hulu. It's perfect for Hulu because the the Hulu movie bar is set pretty low, which is why I enjoyed Fresh. Well, this the like CW and Freeform, like the girlies are on Hulu. So it's like it feels very much that, but I in I'm more entertained yeah, but Hulu by has Freeform. Do- Hulu has the dropout right now, which is like the biggest Absolutely. show. Absolutely. I'm just saying they have they have range. Yeah. They sure. have low bar, high bar. It yeah. is the lowest. I 
I do want to dive into the waters. I don't even know why it's called deep waters. I'm just going to say that out. You know, I feel like it is our, our, our Geely, which he was also in. Who? Geely. Who's Geely? What the? F- you don't know what Geely is? The the most panned movie of all time, J Lo, Ben Affleck. It was. It came out, and then they broke up like the second after it came out. No, I'm famously. We talk about this offline. I'm not sure if we've ever talked about it online, but I'm not a Jenny from the block. I I don't, I don't get care. the J Lo attraction. It, don't I would I that was brave of you to out yourself like that just now because that's okay. not even. It was like the first time I ever knew that movies could be awful and people would still see them. Like, like it was when you were kids. It was everywhere. It was huge. It was like biggest flop ever. I can't believe it sounds right. It sounds for me. I love a flop. That is crazy to me. Well, never heard of the sad part is Benny from the block is in that too with his girlfriend. (laughs) But not JLo. No. Oh my. I'm saying it's the same movie. It's Ben and his girlfriend, J-Lo. Mm-hmm. And then Ben and his girlfriend, Anna. Is it a horror movie? No, it's like a, it's like a romance crime movie. Okay. <laughs> this, we might cut all this out. You're not really giving me anything. <laughs> I just, I'm like genuinely can't connect. I can't get there. Are you there. familiar that Ben and Jen dated? I the know the, the Jenny Benny. Okay, and that they're back together now. That's what I'm saying. It's I, all sort I'm aware of, like, full of pop circle. culture, okay. and my confusion lied in the fact that I thought you were saying it's like a similar, like movie. But who cares? Okay, let's move on. I'm saying it's similar <laughs> in the fact that Ben decided to make a movie with his living lover, and then they break up. <laughs> Can you tell who's taken an improv class and who hasn't? <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we are going to get into our chat uh, with Evan Real. He, Evan is um, a correspondent for Page Six, uh, see, a, a senior correspondent, I should say. Mm-hmm. And um, Evan's great. Uh, we're so excited to chat with him. He knows everything about reality that we do. So there's a lot to gab about this week. And then after our chat with Evan, make sure to stay tuned for uh, our answers to your questions. On Sundays, we answer your Ask Me Anything questions. So stay tuned after the interview to hear that. And uh, we'll be back in one second with Evan. And we are back, and uh, today we are joined by Evan Real. You can follow him at Evan Real on Instagram, Evan underscore Real on Twitter, uh, and he is a senior television reporter for the only paper that we care about, Page Six. <laughs> I mean, it's not a paper, but but you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, that's me. Thank you for the lovely intro. We're so happy to have you, and um, thank you for coming on. We're excited to chat reality. Oh my god, TV. yes! Any opportunity to just talk about reality TV. I will take it, even though today's like been a pretty wild reality okay. TV day at work. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna this say, out worked out I'm perfectly. shocked you didn't need to reschedule because I feel like it would be like a 24 hour, like, I mean, the past, the past seven days, honestly, like it's been like just insane since, because we um, did not last week speak about on the podcast about what happened with Luann because it hadn't happened yet. And then like, there's even more, I mean, so Luann, <laughs> for those who don't know, Luann went to a, a bar on Saturday night, blackout, and was singing 
<laughs> just like, she took the she's mic like, from. Yeah, she's like, uh, you fuckers. <laughs> I, I say that she sounds like Robert Durst when she's drinking. I mean, she's totally like, <laughs> killed them all, I did. <laughs> I would have loved to have been there for uh, for that epic night. It made me, it, made, it, it was like, obviously entertaining in a way and like you kind of like live for those like juicy housewives spottings and it was great that we had the video too to go with it to so you know, good. really see Luann and all her action but it did make me a little sad because I recently interviewed I did this whole interview <laughs> with her about her fose well I know oh, it's no. like how do you promote the fose like, like Luann where was the fose ma'am like where was it but I don't know I I did love that she um was very like forthright in her statement saying Mm -hmm. clearly I still have a problem with alcohol exclamation point I thought (laughs) I don't know I that was refreshing it it was refreshing and then it was go ahead Gix it was nice that she didn't like just skirt over it and ignore it and I I appreciated that she did like address it um I it makes me a little sad though. I honestly forgot about the Fose thing too. I will oh, yeah. pre reminding me about Fose. It's still so sad. Well, but I, I do appreciate that. She's like, obviously I have a problem here. We are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she was uh, pretty honest about the situation on watch what happens live. I, w- I was surprised that she went through with the watch what happens mm-hmm. live appearance. I, I applaud Luann. I, 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 the woman, if, if nothing else is resilient. I mean, the woman is like literally like <laughs> she's most things. She most, most like traumatic things that have happened to her. She's shown on camera. So like she really, and she's ready to bounce back. I mean, she, and she was sitting there like happy as a clam. I'll watch it happens live. And she was just sitting there like, yeah, I didn't drink too much. She's so chill about it all. <laughs> and then Andy also didn't let up. He was like, and did you walk out on that bell in DC? And she was like, she was like, no, I didn't. It was, it was, it was confusing. And we were like, okay. He was like, he said, Andy said something. He was like, it's such a confusing story. Like when she was trying to explain why she like didn't pay her bill at that DC restaurant. But back to the cabaret thing, though, or the the last weekend thing, one of her good Luanne's friends. Luann's cabaret. Lu, yeah. Not Luann's. Yeah. One of her best friends' uh, friend was the, was the piano player. Oh, my God. I think so we need to get him on the pod. We can, like, disguise yeah. the voice, like, do the full, like, blackout, like, the, the silhouette thing and just be like. Yes, you need to do that. Oh my God. Wow. So he obviously didn't know the keys to Money Can't Buy You Class. You know, it's it's a problem. You know, I don't know that it's featured in the Great American Songbook, but (laughs) I do think when they kind of do a regroup on that, I'm hopeful that it's included in that. Yeah. I mean, the chord progression can't be that insane, right? I mean, no. think about it. I, I mean, mean, yeah, like I feel like if you just played it for a piano player, they could like they could get it pretty easily. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I could probably it. do it if I think about it yeah. a little bit. <laughs> but I mean, I don't think we. I, I feel like Luann was like trying to sing it to him. If she sang it to me, I couldn't pl- probably pluck it out. Yeah, it's like six <laughs> octaves lower than she probably. <laughs> <laughs> do you, what about when? Do y'all remember the? What, I can't remember what season it was when they went upstate. And they went to that bar and that like that oh old that, that old woman was like, Money come buy you class. Money yes, she was that- like playing it on the piano. Oh my god, she looked like <laughs> she looked like Cheetah Rivera in the year like two thousand and hundred and eight. Like <laughs> I feel like that moment in uh Roni history is wildly underrated. We don't talk about it nearly enough. So I'm glad that you brought it up because that was that was like the Money Came by You class remix that I never knew I needed. I wish that like she and Luann would like actually collab and 
put it on Spotify. They should. I mean, <laughs> it, and class. I remember her being like, we're going to see the premier cabaret artist in, um, where was she in Hudson maybe or she literally yeah, like lives in New York she literally lives her life in like the 1800s she's like let's go to a cabaret and like saucy dance on stage and like, <laughs> well like... and Andy once again was like if you're gonna come on the show we're gonna talk about all of it he was like did you know it did you know that bar is a hustler club and she was like what I had no idea <laughs> I had no idea yeah like, I didn't townhouse, townhouse I believe yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I haven't yeah, been. Yeah. Although that was like on the walk, I always passed it on the walk to Marymount from my dorms, and I would just like longingly look at it before I had an ID. Like, <laughs> I would love to meet a daddy in there one day. <laughs> you should. Have. I'm picturing Luann rolling up to Hustlers, like the club that Jen had oh, her like, perform. Oh, like the actual Hustler Club, the actual <laughs> on the West Side Highway. Yes, <laughs> on the West Side Highway, doing a cabaret there. <laughs> That's That's I would go. Up. I hope the address is West Side Highway. Like, if you look in Google Maps, because if you don't know, if y'all don't know, if you're not from New York City or haven't seen the Hustlers Club, it is literally like I don't even know how you get an Uber. It's on the highway, but I, I mean, a lot of get strip there. clubs are on the highway. I mean, we're from Dallas. Every strip yeah. club is on 35. <laughs> Harry Hines. It's on Harry Hines. Those trying to think Dallas of fans. You know what does that mean? I mean, we were and we weren't. I mean. The, it was fun at the beginning and then it got not unfun. <laughs> I feel like I, when Dallas and Potomac kind of came out in tandem, my boyfriend and I were so hardcore Dallas fans and we were embarrassingly late to the Potomac game, but then we binge watched the entire series, like all the seasons that were out at the time during COVID. And we were like, oh my God, I can't believe that we were like so into Dallas and not into Potomac. And then Potomac just like I mean, Dallas just like crashed and burned and most of those women are so wildly unlikable now. Um, So yeah, we were on the wrong side of history there. You really were. I mean, but that's okay. I mean, Dallas was, I, Dallas was entrancing in the beginning. Like I just, entrancing in the beginning. It was just like, Leanne was this crazy character that felt like she was made in a real housewives lab and like really worked. And then. The Brandy stuff. I, I mean, I get it. The first, I mean, I, season one was mad, but two, three of Dallas were fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Although the season one, it was kind of like one of those weird things that they always do where they like, don't tell the housewives they're filming housewives and they think they're filming a completely different show. Cause what was the theme? Like so it was women and charity. Yeah. So they, I think they spoke about it in the housewives book or maybe I, I was somewhere. I don't it, know how we've, we've talked about this before because it, it's the, like fundraising and charity scene in Dallas is crazy. Like because of so many hospitals are there and it's yeah. a hub of a lot of like just tech companies, hospitals, like it's a big hub. So it makes sense to me that they would like try to pitch a charity. Like, well, and also it's old group money, of girls, but well, yeah, it's old also money. old money. Who's trying to get out of Texas. So I think that has something to do with it too. You know, I mean, everyone's like the chair of something and we have a, good friend that from growing up a friend who still lives in Dallas that she used to work in nonprofits um, as an event planner. And I remember when Dallas came out and at the time she was working in nonprofits and I was like, I have to know, like, do you know Leanne Locken? She makes it sound like she's literally like the Beyonce of the nonprofit scene in Dallas. And she's like, I've literally never heard of that person before. so weird that's kind of like when Chrissy Teigen said she had never heard of any of the Selling Sunset agents it's just it's like so weird like 
there no one knows who they are but then how do these casting directors find them it's such a wild mystery i am so speaking of casting directors i cannot wait to see who they cast for this roni legacy okay oh, so let's God. get into it yeah. like who who is in your dream cast guys yeah so for those that don't know briefly they just announced today like an hour While before we started to record yeah. that roni would be will be coming back but with a full cast reboot all new women and then they're doing a separate show that will be on peacock uh with all of like once again legacy ronnie women so ex-housewives and things like that um so my pick for the legacy would be i mean dorinda has to be there i think tinsley has to be there I, i'm a tinsley mm-hmm. apologist tinsley apologist i really Me love too. her and i love tinsley and i feel like too. most people aren't so jazzed about tinsley but i i love her Lo- so i much. completely agree and I think we need Kelly Ben Simone in the mix because yes, oh my god, Kelly and Tins are like the two that I definitely want, and Dorinda, and also Jill. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know that I, 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 I'm curious to see Jill how Jill plays out on this girls' trip ultimate that's coming up soon, the Berkshires trip. I'm curious to see yeah. how she plays out in that because I, I, I don't know. I think she's wanted it so bad for so long to get back in the mix. I just don't know if it's the right fit anymore sometimes. Because I think that the reason, it, I mean, there's many reasons she's not there, but I think that it just didn't work because she was like addict, like addicted to being a housewife. She's like, I'm a housewife. And then changed a lot about herself because she's like a capital H housewife. Totally, totally. Well, yeah, she definitely has. I feel like she's been wanting to get back into the mix for a while. And I actually have a little story about Miss Jill Zarin. So I, uh, before page six, I was at the Hollywood Reporter back in like 2018 to 2020. And for the first ever BravoCon, I moderated two producer panels. And I was, I was kind of nervous. It was like my first like big, like moderating gig. And um, I was like backstage going through my cue cards. And all of a sudden I see Heather McDonald and Jill Zarin walk in the room and they say hi to me. And I, I don't know if they like see that I'm like busy, a little nervous, but they will not stop talking to me. And Jill Zarin found out that I like worked at the Hollywood Reporter and that I was moderating this panel. And she was like, you've got to ask uh, Darren Ward, the um, the New York producer on the panel. She was like, you've got to ask him like what he thinks about having Jill come back to the show. And Bravo, <laughs> I had to send my questions in advance. And so like, like the questions had to be approved and like that wasn't on the list although like I'm sure I could have gotten away with it but I was also kind of like Jill I'm not gonna like add in this like kind of irrelevant question right um and then and then Heather was like no you gotta ask you gotta ask and I was like okay okay um and I just kind of like let it at that and so at the end of each uh panel you could like there was an audience Q&A part Mm -hmm. and (laughs) Heather McDonald during the like audience Q&A part she like stormed to the front and I of course like had to call on her and she asked (laughs) what do you think of bringing Jill back to the show? And then Jill was like standing back in the corner of the room and like everyone realized that Jill was back there and everyone was like freaking out and going nuts. And like, you could tell like Jill was like loving it, but also like, oh my God, stop. I'm so embarrassed. (laughs) Um, But like, they like totally orchestrated that, which was funny. But I will say she got a big round of applause. People were very excited. So. I mean, I I I do love her. We all root for her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the 
Andy's talked publicly before about how she literally had a PowerPoint presentation that she presented at NBC Universal <laughs> to say like why she should get back on the show. It's kind of a serve. She literally had her husband's funeral on Bravo to try to get back <laughs> they on the show. And they still didn't put her even in a confessional seat. Uh, dude, that's a great point. I like didn't even think about that. I kind of forgot that even happened. I know. I will never forget it because I was like so alarmed by it. I was like, what the fuck is this woman doing? Yeah. <laughs> this is traumatic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, thank God they didn't let cameras inside the no, actual, no, no. Yeah. Know, space. But well, back to the legacy question though. Are we oh, assuming yeah. that like everyone else is just back? Like, are we assuming that Ramona, Sonia, and Luann are going to be there? Is that like inferred by this? Or I couldn't I really I tell. I don't know because I was reading the QA that Andy did with Variety, and when the reporter brought up Ramona like Andy didn't want to talk about Ramona whatsoever I think I think Ramona's in this like very weird space where so many people want her fired but then there's like also a big portion of the fan base that is like you know Roni isn't Roni without Ramona so Mm -hmm. I don't know I feel like they're trying to figure out how to navigate that I'm a little bit like my first my initial reaction to the whole thing was like ick because it I feel it feels like a cop out to firing Ramona a little bit. Like it feels like Bravo's like, well, we'll bring this OG show and it'll be on Peacock, so not streaming or not on air on Bravo and Ramona so can live there. I agree. But- so if she happens to be on that show, that was like their easy way of like not holding Ramona accountable. Mm-hmm. Which is so frustrating. And the, the frustrating thing about Ramona is that like she has done crappy things and has like said crappy stuff but never like so explicitly in the way that like a Jenny Yen did mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying like it's yeah. all like it's like there was that investigation but that wasn't on camera you know what I'm saying she's like said questionable things on camera but like nothing that has been so like severe it's just like we know who she is like do you know what I mean? like it's all I understand like, what you're like, saying yeah yeah it, she is good on camera because she doesn't actually like fully show who she is we all know that she's like this trump supporter has done very racist things has said problematic things but she is very smart when she's filming about like careful she's careful and a little bit really? yeah, i feel like it's I mean, kind of mixed or both but i don't know yeah. she I just, I think that the the part that's icky about this, I, I, I think this was the best thing they could do. Like there was no, mm-hmm. there was no solving the show with new women that were not involved in their social circle. It just wasn't going to work. Like mm-hmm. it, yeah. it, it's take and even take race out of it. Like these women, it took them so long to even get acquainted with Carol who lived on the West Vill- in the West village. And she's like literally very relatable to them just from a financial standpoint and who they know in the city and things like that. I'm like, if they can't relate to her, like they can't relate to anyone and seeing her, seeing the part that the part that bothers me about the split is that like seeing how Ramona just couldn't handle having any sort of conversations with black women was just insane Mm -hmm. to me. And like seeing her just in her, that scene of her in her apartment, like, just pacing around while Ebony was just sitting there. I'm like, it's like not scary. Like what's happening. And then she's like pivoting the conversation. And like, I just can't imagine 
how the show needs needs to move forward and her still being a part of it. So I think that this made sense, but it feels a bit segregated in a way because like I, I foresee them casting. I'm hopeful that they're casting a barely white cast in this new cast mm-hmm. of New York because New York deserves to show like every single person, you know, that lives here. Mm-hmm. There are so many beautiful women of all walks of life that live in all sorts of neighborhoods. So I just... The and then but then having the Upper East Side show, it's just it's kind of bizarre to me. Like yeah. the separateness of it all. At the same time, I'm gonna watch it. I think those women are literally watchable in like at a diner eating like grilled cheese and tomato soups. I'd watch it for six episodes yeah. long. Like I like <laughs> it doesn't matter what they do to me. I just think yeah. it's just there Ramona just should go. We, we've talked so much about it. And yeah. like it just doesn't like it, it would look better for them if she wasn't on the show because it would look like they didn't do this for her. Totally, totally. You know? Yeah, because yeah, we don't sure. know the cast. I'm assuming my initial first pass was, fuck, this is like the reason, the reason they're doing this is to mm-hmm. appease her, which I don't even get. Like, I don't know. And maybe like, the, Vicky, maybe they're not. I mean, they it yeah, could exactly, very much exactly. not be that. It's so weird. I just interviewed Ebony recently, and I feel like Ebony is the one who really received the brunt of <laughs> the whiplash from the Ramona coaster. Right. And she is like so chill about it. She's not mad at all. She's like still down to be friends with Ramona. She just, it was it was so it's so interesting. I feel like the entire world or much of the the Bravo fandom is like so angry with Ramona and wants to see her gone but it was just like so interesting to me and like I get really said a lot about Ebony as a person like the fact that she is not as bothered by it it was but I don't know in a way I'm like wait should I not be as bothered but I am yeah I know I I, it's kind of I go back and forth about the whole thing I mean you know eventually we've talked about this here on the podcast before but like eventually we need Bravo fans need to figure out what they want because like you've been watching these women forever and you just, I don't know when you woke up and realized that they suck because some people I think <laughs> woke up and realized they sucked till last month. And I'm like, where have you been? These women have been awful forever. That's so what it's makes like, them fun. That's I know, what makes but them what's fun the bar? television. But wh- yeah. where's the line? And I don't know the exactly. answer. I mean, I yeah. do think that Ramona is deplorable, but like, you know, I, I, she's always been deplorable. Like mm-hmm. we were talking Recently about how Kathy Hilton, the whole Super Bowl Kathy Hilton thing, like, well, there's a lot of Kathy Hilton things, but the Super Bowl Kathy Hilton thing was, like, so bizarre to me how everyone was, like, shocked. I'm like, it's Kathy Hilton. Like, of course she knows Donald Trump. Of course. Yeah. I know. I know. We put her on such a pedestal, and then that was just such a, such a lovely reminder. (laughs) Amongst some other things that I I hear are happening in Beverly Hills. (laughs) I have been kind of out of the loop I feel like Beverly I mean maybe it's just my algorithm but I feel like Beverly Hills has done a decent job of not spoiling too much because I feel like the I don't know some like not the last season but the season before with the whole threesome gate I feel like we got so many spoilers of like the girls are here talking about threesome 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 that the while the show was boring that season anyways it just didn't help the process so but i feel like this season i haven't seen much other than kathy calling someone an f-word so (laughs) i know i can't believe that like finally came out because there were all these rumblings of what kathy did or didn't say or do in aspen and then that finally hit the bravo blogs and i just 
it's been unleashed into the world and I I don't feel like it's receiving the attention I thought it would. I agree. It's not really. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it's a terrible thing to do. I mean, I, I, I joke about it that it's hilarious and like, it's not hilarious. It's awful. But like, like, it's just like, of course she would do this. And, and hearing her, hearing that she said this, it's like, oh, she says this just in the house. If she's saying this in Aspen to like a bartender like this is not this is something this is a word she just uses which is upsetting and <laughs> almost horrible. expected from someone who's just old nasty money I mean I don't know yeah and I, I think um although I love my queen Paris Hilton I think Paris Hilton has also said this word and I'm, I'm pretty sure among but, some others <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amongst a few others uh and uh, also the son uh Baron? Wait, what's his name? Conrad Baron? Baron? <laughs> Different family. Baron. Different Wait, who is Baron? Family. Wait, Baron, Baron who? Baron. Baron is Hilton. Trump. Baron is BB Trump. <laughs> BB Trump. Is that a Baron Hilton? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think. Oh my God. Wait, I, I literally thought it was a Baron Hilton. I mean, it sounds it like a rich surprise name. Me a rich it, white it's name. probably right. Wait, I got to figure this out. Hilton brother. <laughs> Hilton. I didn't even know there was a brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Nikki. She feels classy, but she's probably mm. like same. Book. Have you interviewed any of them? Um, Paris, yes, I've interviewed Paris. We. Oh, I, I thought um, you were talking to me. I was like, no, no, I'm not talking <laughs> to you. Um, and you're right; it is Baron. Oh, really? Yes. Oh my. Okay, I thought, yes. I thought I knew. Um, yeah, I've interviewed Paris before. I've never interviewed Kathy. I've interviewed Nikki. <laughs> Boring. Yeah, because I take it back. Whatever your face is, she she is a pretty girl, and she has some cute outfits, but she never has much to say in an interview. Um, it's no always ever really said that awkward. about me. No one's ever been like, "Kicks, you're a pretty girl." <laughs> never. No, that's not true. You are. I mean, it's weird no. to call you a girl. To yeah, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Um, but Paris is great. Oh my god, I I have had such wonderful experiences with with Paris Hilton. There was when I was at the Hollywood Reporter, I was interviewing her for. She did this documentary at the Tribeca Film Festival called The American Meme. I don't know if you guys saw it. It was like it was like yeah, I did pretty, see it. Oh, you did? Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty interesting. But I interviewed her for that, and the weekend that um, she was doing press for it, my mom was in town, so my mom like tagged along, and my mom is like so great. Like she. because of like I've always been obsessed with pop culture like she she'll get obsessed about the things that I'm obsessed with so I've been loving Paris Hilton since I was like 12 years old in the simple life and this the album and like all that stuff Mm -hmm. so she was very excited for me and she was just like waiting in the lobby of the hotel and it just so happened that Paris was leaving the hotel where where she was doing the interviews um, when I was like going to meet my mom in the lobby and she was like oh my god is this your mom and then she had like a full-on photo shoot with my mom outside of the hotel and I'm like a bottle of perfume in her purse and gave it to my mom like it was it was so much fun oh that's so sweet I do think she seems like a very like easy nice human being I mean I really Mm -hmm. liked the cooking with Paris show I thought that was fun it's fun to see her like kind of just like joke about herself it's like why we fell in love with her on the simple life you know totally we don't want her to take herself seriously when she does take herself too seriously it's not it just doesn't work. And like, I think mm-hmm. it's really, it's so fun to see her just kind of like joke around with friends and not know what, how to make a nacho or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I do so- think, oh, go ahead, kicks. yeah, what I think Tom and I were about to say the same thing, but I do think that brings us to the question we ask all of our guests here. What reality TV made you a dumpster diva? And we say that with 
Of course, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I I like exclusively watch reality TV. Like I I hate scripted stuff. Like this has just like been a part of my soul. Like also that like it goes for books too. Like I only read memoirs. I don't like fiction. It's just it's very weird. And if I do watch something scripted, like it's like Pam and Tommy or Anna mm-hmm. Delvey. Yeah. Like there, there's, it's like based on something real. I don't know what I, I, I need to do some like soul searching. I don't know why that is. <laughs> no, I get but it. <laughs> from a very young age, I've loved reality. And I think that like my first, I think the simple life was like my first reality show that I was super obsessed with. I, I remember watching like the first season of survivor with my mom and like loving that, but then the simple life came out and I was like, okay, this is a little bit more my style. <laughs> and I was just obsessed with Paris and Nicole. And then uh, newlyweds came out like not too long after and I, I was obsessed with that but the the one that like really kind of like changed my life was Laguna and the Hills oh, like yeah that is just in my heart it was such a moment I mean we've talked about this before but I didn't really watch Laguna Beach I watched the Hills recently I tried I think in the like in full lockdown I tried to go back and watch Laguna Beach and I was like no <laughs> it's, it's hard to relate we my boyfriend and I we did during uh I think I feel like we do like a Laguna and Hills rewatch like every two years but we definitely <laughs> did it during uh the pandemic we went from Laguna right into the hills and it was such a lovely experience but I will say it was Laguna was a little tougher to get through because it's hard to like care about the problems of teenagers when you're 30 right absolutely so yeah. I mean was, they're kids yeah. in that. they're so young yeah, it's high insane school. Like, children and then also the things that they say that you didn't catch back then like their use of the r word is not um, good jarring (laughs) like i think that one time kristen cavallari she was making pasta for her for steven for their like the girls were making pasta for the boys and she like tastes the pasta and she's like oh my god this sauce is like r word no i was like ma'am you have a cookbook today like, do you have a recipe for R word pasta in there? <laughs> what, do what you a, remember that? Like, what a bizarre thing to reference your pasta as. Like, to it, just, yeah. it doesn't even make sense. Yeah, I mean, that was the time, and I'm happy we, yeah. we were all past that. But I mean, the I I rewatched some of it too uh, in kind of peak lockdown, and it it's jarring a how young definitely how young they are is is because that just doesn't happen anymore. Like, we don't no, like teen, actually it does, but like. On what? Like what? Show? We don't really have shows like that. Oh, I think I mean like in life. I feel like now. No, like- no, no, no. I just mean like we don't. Ha- that's not a. That's not an era of reality television, a genre of reality television anymore. It feels because I feel like it feels illegal, <laughs> and it's also kind of what TikTok is now. Like I feel totally. like I yeah. feel like if you want to f- like the LCs of the world in that age bracket are now tic- are on TikTok and like in hype houses yeah. and things hype like that. Hype house and have YouTube channels and mm-hmm. right. It. That yeah. kind of feels like what that void was, but I the idea of like them teaching these kids how to like run a storyline is uh-huh. so in- that is the part that's so interesting to me because it's so scripted. It's a really good point. And these kids were are not no one has been in any <laughs> any one act play. They're all like <laughs> they're all like just like popular kids at school and somehow have to feed these storylines. It's kind of crazy how they were able to do it and kind of pull it off. I mean, looking back it's so sticky and like you can tell yeah. it's so fake, but in the time like you bought it. Oh, I completely bought it. I, I mean, I bought 
the simple life like and now when I watch the simple life back like I mean none like none of that is legit like when they're at Burger King and they're like (laughs) eating the the food off the plate like it's just it's right we're too sophisticated now as an audience which makes me kind of sad we've also seen it all there's nothing we like there's nothing we haven't seen on reality tv at this point or even just television so it's just like going back and watching that it's like oh this is literally child's play (laughs) compared to like what we're watching now but watching the hills like when it was on it was just a different beast because it was something to like aspire to yes like you were saying before we hit the play button but it's like something like there was something so fucking cool about young people la driving cars and like going to fashion internships and uh-huh. oh my god I hooking up I with like, boys and yeah yes I mean I like literally tried to model my life after the hills as as much as I possibly could like like I was saying I was I was dead set on LA like that's all I wanted I wanted to be Lauren Conrad um didn't really want the fit of it all like I was definitely still in my journalism moment yeah. but mm-hmm. like I just wanted to be in LA, like, like Lauren. And so my mom took me out to LA for like three weeks. We visited every school under the sun, like the plan was in place. And then one thing led to another. I went to New York. And like I told you guys before we, before we record, um, I, uh, Whitney's show came, the, the teaser for the show came out around the time that I had to make the decision. And I was like, okay, well, if Whitney <laughs> Poor can do it, I can do it. I guess New York is pretty great, whatever. Um, but when I got to New York, I, uh, I, my first internship was at OK Magazine, which is kind of like how this whole like reality TV journalism career, uh, took, took form. But the summer after that first internship of my sophomore year of college, I was working at this boutique on the Upper East Side and we hired this new girl and I was just kind of like peeking at her resume and it said like Teen Vogue intern. And I was like bitch I'm about to get an internship at Teen Vogue like <laughs> I am not gonna not make this happen right so I forget what I don't even remember what her name was let's just I don't know Stephanie I was just like oh Stephanie tell me all about your internship blah 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 blah. so what's the email and <laughs> I, I got the email um Addie Samuel she was she was like in charge of the fashion closet at the time and now she's like Michael B Jordan's like personal stylist um but yeah I ended up getting an internship at Teen Vogue in the fashion closet like Whitney and Lauren oh but it was, I was not flying to Paris I was not taking bi-coastal trips to deliver a dress what no there mean? was actually one time where I had to help install an AC unit in like an <laughs> editor's apartment which like I can like I can hardly make myself dinner so right. like I'm definitely not installing an AC unit. It was actually, it actually was horrible. I mean, if I really break it down, that Teen Vogue internship was legit hell. We were there until like 11 at night, every single night. Being in the actual closet felt like death. And it was like, it was in the summertime when like also being outside in New York City feels like that. But I would pray and beg to go on runs, like return clothes, because I did not want to be in the closet. Yeah, and I'm sure Whitney did all that. Just it wasn't on camera. Like, I'm sure she did all those 
those things too. Well, I will say you were talking before about how much you love Tinsley and it kind of makes sense to me that you love Tinsley because she was like, that's like, she was the it girl of that era of New York City too. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was totally tapped into Tinsley before she was ever on Housewives. When I was a little intern slash freelance reporter running around New York covering events and, and doing all that, I would see her all the time. And there was this one summer where I got this gig freelancing for Glamour. And so I had interviewed Tinsley a bunch of times, like at Fashion Week for like OK Magazine and In Touch and Life and Style, you know, all those kinds of places. Yep. Um, and then uh, one time I saw her at an event and she saw like my little press spot, say Glamour. And then we went from like friendly to like best friends for this one summer. And so she invited me to, she remember when she was dating um, Lorenzo from The Bachelor? The, oh, the yes. The Italian prince. Yes. There was this like, mm-hmm. pr- like he, he was an Italian prince and he was on The Bachelor. And anyways, Tinsley was dating him for a little bit. And she invited me and my boyfriend to his birthday party. And it was like somewhere on the low... Um, no, like kind of near Tribeca, I think. I can't remember where it was, but there were like strippers on stripper poles and it was like so wild and like so like not a Tinsley vibe, but like she was having so much fun and my boyfriend and I ended up like getting like black out with her and it was just like, it was the best time. And then years later, she is on Housewives and I'm like, yes, this makes so much sense. It was the perfect You literally manifested a Whitney Port life in New York City. Like you literally did that. You were like, you didn't just I'm like imagine go, it. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to get an internship. I'm going to pretend I am being filmed on the hills based <laughs> on this conversation. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. I, I try my best. Also, oh my God. So I didn't get the People's Rev internship, but I got a People's Rev internship for my boyfriend. I was like, look, if I can't have that experience, you're going to have this experience. It was like, it was such a wild. Okay. So I, I uh so I was at OK Magazine first then like my editor went to Life and Style and I moved with her to Life and Style and it was my very first event that I was covering for Life and Style it was uh the America's Next Top Model premiere I forget what season it was but this was when Kelly Catrone was a judge Mm -hmm. and my boyfriend and I we had just binged the city that summer Mm -hmm. and we had each read both of Kelly Catrone's books so we were just like in the Kelly moment and so when I interviewed Kelly on the carpet, like we were like just vibing. Like I was like, this is my girl. Like, wow. Like we could be best friends. Like we're just like really feeling each other right now. So then I, you know, in my little brain, like as she walks away from me to go enjoy the event and the the carpet's still going on, I'm like, my boyfriend, he had just ditched his dance major to start a business major because he was over dancing and he really just like wanted an internship anywhere he had never had an internship like the last place he worked was at like a a pizza parlor in buffalo new york so Mm -hmm. like we just had to get him some experience (laughs) (laughs) and so after the carpet's done i walk over to kelly she's at the bar getting a drink and i like tap her shoulder and i'm like hey kelly um so fun chatting with you on the carpet i was just wondering like are you are you looking for interns at People's Rev right now? And she like slowly turns around. And the second we like lock eyes, she starts like screaming at me, like screw, like I, like, I don't even remember what she said. I think like I've blacked it out because it was like so traumatizing, but she's like (laughs) screaming at me something along the lines of like, yeah, we're always looking for interns, but why the fuck are you bothering me about interns? (laughs) It was, it was so crazy. And then like, she like, 
darted away from me. Her assistant came over like, oh my God, what's, what's going on? What's going on? I was like, I'm sorry. I, I was just asking her about internships for a friend. I didn't want to say boyfriend. I was just like, I was asking about internships for my friend. Like I didn't mean to upset her. I'm very, very sorry. And then the assistant, I think her name was Angie. She was like, Oh, wait like we were in desperate need of interns fashion week is next week and like we like we desperately need interns to like tell him to email me and so brian emailed angie and like got the internship the next day oh you are also his manager too by the way i, I mean he owes everything to you i hope i hope you tell him i said that because you're like you're like we, we gotta get you a job that's not at a pizza parlor we got we, you're like hustling for him and you i love it and then his sister ended up moving to New York to do hair and she ended up uh, working at the salon right underneath people's red and washed Kelly's hair all the time. I'm sure that was a, a very enjoyable experience. I just honestly, Andy, I need a camera. Like, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Just the two of you trying to get internships in the city. I mean, you have your own show right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. You started bringing up Kelly. Cause I, that was like the next person I was going to ask about just because like, she is so, like that is her that she is another icon of that era to me in my brain and also like what is she doing now like i she needs to watch her on anything again i mean she is so watchable to me yeah we um during the pandemic we did kel on earth i had never like done kel on earth before and Mm -hmm. holy shit like it was so stressful but like i couldn't stop like i wanted to feel the stress like stress me out kelly completely she gives like very much like tabitha salon takeover oh like, my god love that oh, oh my god <laughs> she just like has this energy of like intensity that you're like yes. i can't stop watching you but like uh-huh. i don't want to be on the receiving end no of all absolutely this, not. And honestly, you have. We need the two of them together <laughs> like i think we need kelly and tabitha like take you know the midwest and go in and make over some like little boutique <laughs> like retail shops. stores yeah, yeah, yeah like because yeah. like watching kelly navigate life in the midwest like that sounds amazing to me <laughs> yeah. just seeing her try to order like uh just an iced coffee at their local coffee shop and they're like confused that she doesn't want creamer and like a gallon of salt of uh, sugar in it like i just the, i'd love the whole thing and both of them would be in all black like just like I would love to watch them try to order off like the menu at Ruby Tuesday or Chili. Absolutely, <laughs> it's like the new Simple Life. We didn't know. We, like, don't reboot the Simple Life. Like, bring, yeah, reboot yeah. this or bring this. I guess Tabitha and Kel. I mean, I can't even imagine the two of them getting along. Period. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they would. Like, it would almost is like they know each other. They have. They to. feel like to me, it would either be like their like intensity and like anger would like make such a fun like best friend duo, or they would despise each other. Like there's nothing in the middle. <laughs> yeah, totally. I wonder what uh, Kelly's. I'm really into astrology, so Kelly's a Scorpio. I wonder what Tabitha is. I'll have to look that up. She's what probably are you guys? Scorpio too. I'm a Scorpio. Oh, okay. I'm what a Sagittarius. Oh, okay. I'm an Aquarius, but um, love Scorpios, love Sages. It's I, a great energy. We both are serving. Thank you so much. I am a, a Sag Sag Cancer. Um, oh, okay. So That's I, I, fa- I famously uh, was told by an astrologer that I extinguished my own flames. So, oh, well, that is nice. <laughs> Extinguish your own flames. I love that. You love it. it could, to me, it, it sounds like go I'm either like, way. <laughs> for me, way. I'm like. You're saying you're you're thinking that it's like a, I solve my own problems, right? Oh. The way I see it is. I I constantly just like tell my, like get my own way. Oh, okay. But All I actually right. like the way I you're looking just, at it. I should view yeah, it that way instead. Yeah, there's a light and dark to everything. There is. 
You know, that's I that's where my chart ends. I don't know everything else, but Kix is very into all of it. Scorpio Sun, Gemini Moon, oh. and then Aquarius Rising, which is oh. is an intense. It's an intense yeah. trio. Yeah, that is an intense trio. But I love how you're like water bolstered by these two air signs. That's mm-hmm. nice. Wait, what are you? What's like the whole buildup? So I'm Aquarius with an Aries Moon and a Virgo Rising, and I recently found out two Aquarius Aries um, are Anna Delvey and <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. No! <laughs> so that's, you no. know, troubling. Maybe you're the okay. one to make it out okay, though, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think you, you are. We don't know what their risings are. So That's a powerhouse of three signs. <laughs> like- yeah. Where's the show for the three of y'all? I know, right? <laughs> Your three signs? or <laughs> No, I'm kidding about Anna oh, and know. Jeff. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine me, Anna, and the ghost of Jeff? <laughs> like Tabitha a, Salon three, take over you. <laughs> Anna Delvey and the ghost of Three's Jeff. company reboot. Um, <laughs> well, so <laughs> we have chatted about everything nostalgic, but I, I got to know, like, what are you consuming right now on Bravo? Or, like, what, what reality shows are you loving, um, loathing, all that stuff? So what I'm loving right now is Summer House. I... I dipped out for a little bit, but then everyone on Twitter is talking about it. I'm like, okay, like I'm having some FOMO and then uh, Bravo, they offered me to interview some of the people. And I was like, okay, let me, let me get into it. Let me watch these screeners. And this season is just so good. Like, I don't, do y'all watch it? Uh, yeah, of yes. course. It's like my We've favorite thing on Bravo. It's Summer so House good. From day, not day one, but we started, I started like, I think season two or okay. season three. But I've loved it. I, I like it because one with the work is circus. Oh God, the work is circus. I could talk about them forever. <laughs> I hate them so much, but I love them to death. Yeah, I we, think we, they're awful. I mean, we <laughs> need them on an ultimate girls trip. Honestly, <laughs> can you imagine? Oh my God, they need, the they need to do like the. I don't the even spin know. Spinoff on Discovery Plus. Well, I don't even know what we call <laughs> the second level. So there's housewives, and then there's like all the youngins. We need like uh-huh. the the youngins ultimate trip with like Jax, the work is twins, Stassi, yeah. uh, Shep. Uh, like we need like that, that chunk of humans on there. I feel like, yeah. I mean, that is kind of what winter house is. I guess that's what we're watching, mm-hmm. but yeah, the work is twins are iconic television. I think they actually would have lasted longer in this new era of summer house yeah. because no one was watching it then. And I think they felt that they were bringing it down. But I think that their no, they chaos was really needed. I mean, I, I think they were needed. Well, this, this past did you did you watch this last week's episode? The, the episode on Monday? No, no, no. I'm still catching up. But like, I, I, I okay. you know, I don't. I'm not gonna like spoil anything. Season. It was just cinematic. Like the it was insane. Like the it way was truly cinematic. The yeah. way it all plays out. Like we're still at the party. Like there's still like an, another 30 minutes of them at that same like fairy tale party. And there's so much <laughs> drama happening at the party. It's like, it's like those scenes of, it's like that, the famous New York Columbia dinner scene where there's like three fights happening at the same time. Like with like Lu, with Dorinda and Luann, she's like, she's starting. And then there's like Ramona and Tins. Like, like it's, it it's was that almost... level where it's like, who I can't figure out which storyline to be following. It's it was almost amazing. real time, which is yeah. bonkers. Like thinking about like the first, like we almost see Lindsay's birthday party in full real time. <laughs> it felt like, like, it. like hour by hour is almost <laughs> exactly how it was. And I like, 
have been kind of on the outs emotionally with Paige. I'm kind of like, I was like, I think you're getting too big for your britches and it's giving like too intentional a little bit, but mm. whoa, this episode, I'm like, I'm back. I'm oh, totally okay. Okay. Totally back. That's good to hear. That is good yeah. to hear. Cause I feel like I'm off and on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She tries, she tries to make a and good she, show and sometimes she did. She, um, well, she, she did, did and it worked because she comes for Austin so good. And in the end, Austin oh, is, I'm not just, mad at that. No, he's like, yeah, no, he's like a hot dog of a human being. Like he has, he's just <laughs> awful. I hate him. I, God, I, 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 like I hate more corn dog. Yeah, you're right. He is than... corn dog. I, but actually no, cause corn dogs are better than hot dogs. What's That's the, true. He's a boiled hot, hot dog. Oh, microwaved. Not even char grill. No. Microwave. <laughs> microwave. I think microwaved. Yeah. Not even over <laughs> mac and cheese. No. Not sliced up. up. <laughs> I just I I'll never understand why we're doing this with Austin. Like uh, yeah, I, I truly don't get it. Andrea like, is one of the most beautiful human beings. So hot. And in and I'm gonna be like corny inside and out like he is such yeah. a nice person he like loves and cares about everyone he interacts with he is mm-hmm. hot as fuck and I know. he's so hot and the, and fact, the fact that he's that sitting Paige, there just, oh, go ahead uh, no i'm just saying the fact that Paige didn't choose him just like confounds me like what like maybe there's something wrong with her cognitive thinking i don't know like i cannot believe she chose craig over <sighs> It's giving like um, Mr. Big Aiden. Like. Yes, and you're just kind of <laughs> like, but why? Like he was right there in front of you this whole time. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. But I hope they're happy. Also, I don't, I don't know if I like. Do y'all like Craig? No, I don't know. I don't like. I get Craig and he's Shep so gaslighty. He's well, doing- yes. Once Maya pointed that out, I was like, wait, he fucking is. Well, did you do you watch Southern Charm ever? I'm not, that's like my Bravo blind spot. I don't watch that. So I will say seasons like two to five or two to six are, are great. And then you don't really need to watch anything else. But (laughs) in those Craig exhibits this exact same behavior. So it's just confusing why no one is, why everyone's so surprised when he was like gaslighting her. Like he did that exact thing with his ex Naomi, who was on, who he dated and then brought onto the show. And then they like mm-hmm. broke up on a season and then she moved on. And like, like he, the way he handled that relationship, he did the same shit. Like he would just mm-hmm. like bully people around their relationship and gaslight her into doing things that she didn't do. And seeing him like scream at Paige about, it's just, it was all like usual behavior for him a, and I that's something he'll he's probably just going to continue to do in my mind. It's a wild episode and definitely the best this season. Like, I can wait to see. And they're Craig is also an Aquarius which is embarrassing. Oh, he is an Aquarius. That makes yeah, sense. So to that me. that makes he makes me ashamed. I I dated an Aquarius for most of my life. Oh. Dated. Was it was it okay? <laughs> Scorpio and Aquarius aren't meant to be is what. <laughs> a Scorpio that was uh my high school girlfriend was a Scorpio. See, that didn't work. <laughs> but she, she, uh, she's still a friend. Well, there you go. Good, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Austin's bad. Everyone's bad, and everyone's drunk the whole time. It's it's really, really a plus. I can't wait for you to watch it. You got to tell us your thoughts after because it it was, it was so so good. And I want to go to that house. I know, it's a cool house, so pretty. 
it's it's stunning and i want to have like i want to go to like a, a theme party like that and i know i've actually never been to the hamptons ever in my life so we're going this summer for the first time oh my god i've been a, a couple times just for work moment. but yeah 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 you need to do the full experience i don't even remember any of the names of the places they go to but you need to google it make a list make yeah. a little itinerary yes we so we got a house in uh in west hampton and we are like doing we got like a big ass house with a pool with a big group of friends like it's going to be summer house you got to do like a, a bdsm night and i, I told my friends i was like we need things yeah we're gonna do we should each host a night like they do on girls trip um, or girls trip yeah oh yes oh my god oh my god i'm having so many ideas i can't wait i was just there it's gorgeous it's so I, good. I recently have found a love for the hamptons Oh, oh my God. Yes. I never did that during my New York journey. It but... does live up to the hype as much as I didn't want it to. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't. I should make that happen. But you have Palm so... Springs. Are you a Palm Springs gal? Yeah, we love Palm Springs. We're going there um, next weekend for a wedding and we're pumped about that. Yeah, we like it a See, lot. I've never been. I've I always wanted like... to go. I it's feel very, like there's a, a there's a TV show of like Summer House Palm Springs. Oh, that'd be cute. Like LA well, girls and gays and theys go to Palm Springs. I love yes. it. Maybe not in the I, summer because the summer it's like 120 so degrees there. Maybe in the it's a winter house. Maybe it's yeah. winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Winter house Palm Springs. Yeah. Like autumn house. I yeah. would love it. Present in the autumn. Oh, see that. That's the. I saw someone. Someone tweeted uh, that like the best thing, the best new thing about. They were comparing Candy and the gang and Vanderpump Rules. And they're like, why is Candy and the oh. gang off to like a pretty fun start? And they're like, because there's finally gay people. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I interviewed Candy recently about that. I pointed that out to her. I was like, Candy, like you, what what you have that Vanderpump Rules does not have, like your your secret sauce is all the gay men you have on your show. And she was like, you know what? I never thought about that. But like, yeah, we're doing something different here. And it's so true. Um, I love that show, by the way. I feel like it, I, it's it's so good. It's I I feel like it has like a lot of potential. I, feel I like agree. Really, I, think so I think we're finding our footing. It's fun that back to kind of what we we're saying about why we really liked the other sh- like older shows, like for, or nostalgic shows. Is it feels like they they need these jobs and like they're not doing things. They they're yeah. doing things organically that they would do like for the show. Like they need they need to be working and like it's refreshing to have people on camera that aren't making a shit ton of money you know like mm-hmm. like that's totally. that's like why Vanderpump Rules is so good is because they were just waiters who then got this insane ex- like exposure to be on a show mm-hmm. right. but they weren't rich like the housewives and so they had to like kind of make it work I think I think all of the pieces are there to make it mm-hmm. good I think they just need to get their footing I think it's good I just like yeah. it's just I think it's like any new reality show is going to take a second to like feel out what works but I mean, having like Aunt Bertha. I mean, Aunt Bertha is is my favorite. She's she just star. sits in the, the back of every scene, and it's just like, it's like <laughs> so great. And but that theme song is so good. I it's love so it. So cute. The whole there's a person on the show that has a parking lot company. Is no, insane. not no, 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 no. You were giving them way too much credit. He is the head of parking. Patrick, right? He's so cute. <laughs> yes, he's so cute. I called him a uh, CPO, <laughs> Chief Parking it Officer. It makes me laugh out loud because it's like you couldn't write this like and it work, no. but it works so but then well. I'm laughing because he's making he's absolutely making more money than the hosts. Yes. And and um one of the hosts, I forget uh I forget her name, but she was like I make 
$15 an hour or something like that. And I'm, I'm, sh- I'm positive that the head of parking is making more than her, which has to be frustrating. Because tips? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. But it's fun. I, I still love it to see just like this. I think it's great. New characters. New characters. And new, and yeah, it's refreshing. I love Brian. Um, yeah. Oh, I know. He's so cute. So much fun. So much fun. Such the fashions and the interviews are, are the everything. Toupees. The toupees. And I just love that he calls it oh, out. He's like, oh, my God. toupee? Uh-huh. <laughs> the bar what's the bartender's name um dominique Do- it's not dominique That's oh yeah name. i love her she's great she's so L- funny loved her in this past episode she was just late as fuck to work and she's like no i'll be there soon <laughs> it's like like clearly at home not on her way like still like getting ready <laughs> we've all we have all worked with those people in uh-huh. restaurant jobs uh-huh. <laughs> totally you're like yeah. where is she and they're like, oh, she'll probably get her Pretty like bad. in two hours. <laughs> um, well, any housewives that you're loving or watching right now? Any any of the franchises? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I will say I'm very pleased that Salt Lake City is over. I feel Thank like you. that season lasted ten long, years. Long, long. Um, it was it was super super long. Um, but I am loving, what am I loving? Jersey, Jersey, of course. Yes, I'm loving, it's always so good. The girls always deliver. And it's, I I love that we've had the same cast for like so many seasons. It's just, I don't know. It's like a, it's a comfortable place. It just, I don't know. And it still works, which I like. It's not feeling stale. I think with having the same cast constantly, I feel like Beverly Hills gets a little, luckily we've had some good additions recently, but I feel like, they're just so fun to watch. Yeah. And I find like for a while I got back into Jersey, like pretty recently I watched like the beginning of it, but it, to me, it feels like very, like it's taken over Roni for me, which of like, I could watch these women like Thomas saying <laughs> sit at yeah. a diner and eat Mac and cheese. And I would still be having a nice time. So totally, they're great. I mean, the, I, 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 I love all of them for their own sort of, place in the show it's a great chemistry and it works i i the only thing i will say about the season is like i i wish we had a different friend of because tracy is not it i know i know i, I call her tracy try hard i just feel like <laughs> you're right i mean that's perfect that's what she is i honestly forgot she was there and she hosted a whole ass yeah last night she had a whole ass of course of- and you forgot she was right. there that i mean okay that says a lot. but there was something on last nights that I feel like not everyone is talking about. Tracy says in her confessional in regards to Tiki talking, like bringing up the, the rumors about um, what's his Mm -hmm. face. Louie. Louie. She's like, my husband can, she says something like my husband can do whatever he wants and say whatever he wants. And the way she said it, I'm like, you realize that y'all got together like in this like kind of, tumultuous like cheating scandal like mm-hmm. the way she was worrying like he can do whatever he wants if he wants it he's a man i'm like uh i would i would hold your breath on that like that's not because i mean i don't wish this on her but oftentimes you lose him how you got him <laughs> well i can't yes you know i mean i once again not wishing that on her but like i just the way that was worded i was like i don't like that at all like he can't always do everything he wants like it's a partnership right totally totally i'm not i initially was kind of intrigued by them joining the cast but it just isn't it's not it's not like a little boring no and And tiki also has is not great 
No, he's a better yeah, person. Totally. Yeah, but I'm loving the season. And unfortunately, Teresa is deeply addicted to dating scammers and, and just in, attracted to them in life. And I do think Louie is that at the end of the day. Oh my God, totally. I saw, well, I saw something like a police report uh, going around the blog. Blago. Also the something Bravo that blog. happened this week. Yeah. yeah. Crazy week. Yeah. It's just I can't more stuff just keeps happening. Like there's like he like the weird business stuff. Right. The, there's like even more abuse stuff that's like kind of bubbling up. And it's just I can't like do, does she not see it? And then like no prenup. It's just I don't know. She's really freaking me out. She's about it's just to what she does. Like, I mean, it's not yeah, it's not she and yeah. then she's like, why didn't it and then she'll be like, why didn't anyone tell me? You know she'll say that. If he does something wrong with to her and she's going mm-hmm. to absolutely in like three seasons be like, well, why didn't anyone tell me that he was a bad guy? And everyone's like, okay, well. Roll the tapes. You Andy. have no one. On the, everyone's off the show now because you kicked everyone off your show and like you're alone. <laughs> like, no, what like, did Marge say well, Tere- when they were at the zipline thing? Teresa was like, everyone talks behind my back. And she's like, it's because you literally just keep walking away. <laughs> and that's exactly the same thing. It's like, why didn't anybody tell me? And it's like, because you keep just walking away while we're trying to tell you. Totally. Marge, I love I, you know, I go back and forth with her sometimes, like, because I don't get her motives all the time on some things. Oh. And like, but I'm really, I'm really loving this look on her where she's, and she said this on Watch What Happens Live. She's like, all I was trying to do is just talk about it for the show. Like, if you talk about it, it's there, like it's out and you talk, you're addressing it on the show. It feels organic. It's not like you don't have to do some sort of iOS press release about his behavior. Mm-hmm. Like you can just address it head on, but for her to not understand that is just kind of, it, it's, it's expected, but I, she's trying, Marge is trying to help her. Yeah. Yeah. She's totally. like, Here's your opportunity weird, to say something. Roundabout way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all in all, it was a bananas, bonkers, insane week in reality tv i feel like we just got like the news the we've TV, talked about everything truly episodes were just kelly catron was, tabitha oh we talked about all the things it was a great it was a great week in reality tv history yes. well evan thank you so much for being here this is a this is a blast getting to chat and get to know each other and, yes. and dive into your whitney poor era um <laughs> yes, and, whitney poor era. <laughs> and before uh we let you go can you just let everyone know where they can find you uh watch your interviews all those things yeah, so go to page6.com. A lot of my stuff is up there. And then you can follow me on Instagram at Evan Real. I post a lot of my interviews there. And then I'm a little boring on Twitter, but if you care to follow someone boring, it's at Evan underscore Real. So yeah, there you go. There you go. And thanks so much for being here. And um, say bye to the listeners. Bye. Bye, listeners. Thanks, guys. We're back. Hi. Back, back, back again. Back Hi. again. And we have a lot of questions to cover today, I, I, I gotta say. Okay. You, what? I'm nervous. <laughs> I wish you'd live it. I, I wish you'd live for this one moment in a state of not nervous. I mean, I'm actually not that nervous. Oh, you looked, you looked nervy. No, no one's <laughs> coming for you in the things. And even if they okay. did, I wouldn't read them. <laughs> yes, you would. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I know you don't look at it. <laughs> You're not checking who wrote. Um, okay. So once again, on Sundays, we post a ask me anything. You can answer in a question that we will read here on the podcast. And uh, we're going to do that now. So first question. Once again, I'm going to keep these all 
without the names listed uh just because i don't know everyone's we were saying names before and then i was like not everyone might want to be like have their handles out there so that's fine um first question if you guys were two bravo siblings who would you be easy well bravo not that easy but reality tv uh we would totally be dark darcy and darcy yeah darcy and stacy i i agreed to darcy and stacy also what about uh Teresa and Nicole, the tw- the one season wonders. I feel like that, uh, that's that's my track. That would happen to us that we got cast on a reality show and got just absolutely destroyed and kicked off. Yeah, for not really even being problematic, just for being no. boring for being there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like Darcy and Stacey a bit better, but I'm trying to think of other Bravo siblings and. I'll, I can't think I mean, of any. The I mean, I can think ladies. of. I can think of <laughs> Dina and Caroline. <laughs> I was going to say the Richards. Sure, of course, but but we don't I, fit I, any of them. If anybody, I fit more with Kyle, and so do you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not a Kim. I'm a bit of a Kathy because I I use the word faggot. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh Great. boy. <laughs> Which by the way, I was on Zach Peters podcast and he gave me the intel that she did not call Sutton's assistant that she called even worse. She called a bar employee at the hotel they were at when the cameras were down that when he wouldn't give her what she wanted. So like Feels intended as a slur. Really intended as a slur. Yeah. Cool. Anyways, um, <laughs> kicks, where have you been? Okay, so we covered this in the beginning. <laughs> we did. Anything else um, you'd like to tack on to that? I worked 80 hours last week. I just, it, mm-hmm, that's it. <laughs> no, so. yeah, it's, it's too much. Um, if any show could have a real world homecoming style reunion, what would you pick? Oh, Rock of Love Boss. I would pick. <laughs> was that what you I gonna was going to say that. I was going to say, contrary to popular belief, I wouldn't do Flavor of Love. I would do Rock of Love because it would be just so niche and so horrific. But since you said that, I'm going to go with the classic kicks. Bridal Plasty reunion. <laughs> Great. BCC episodes one it, through a hundred. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Because I would love to see what they look like. Sure. The and Terry, was- I mean, Terry would be down. Terry will show up to the opening of a of course. envelope. So. Yeah. There you go. Um, if you had to switch housewives to other cities, who and where? Hmm. That's a really good question. I think I would move um Whitney and Heather to a, like a coastal city like one of the coasts I'm not sure which I mean LA feels right because it's like closer to them physically but yeah I mean they feel most OC unfortunately that's what I was gonna say I is I'm nervous I, yeah I'm well then we don't need to move to, them yeah I just I'm saying I don't I love them too for reality TV, but I don't like Salt Lake is, was so hard to get through. Sure. This season. And well, I, think, I was diehard first season. Right. It, so. I think that actually Lisa Barlow would mix better with the Beverly Hills ladies. That's a great answer. I mean, she, she's been in the background. You've seen those pictures of her in the background of scenes on yeah. Beverly Hills. <laughs> she's been trying. 
Um, yeah, or who else? I mean, the it's obvious like Meredith ones are in New York. That or Margaret in New York or Dorinda in Definitely. New Jersey. Like those swaps could always be, yeah. good, you know. Um, okay, which would you pick? Marry Austin Kroll and have all the wealth in the world, but also oh, every God. kind of venereal disease with no good access to medication to management. What I'm saying is your genitals would basically lose all their fun. Is this nor? Or it is. How did you know? I knew it. <laughs> or <laughs> erase Austin from our TV and also our brains like Eternal Sunshine or Doctor Strange, him right out of our brains. But you lose your sense of humor completely. You don't get any jokes ever. They fly right out of your head. How did this fit in a question box? An answer it didn't. box. It didn't. She DM'd us. Okay. <laughs> um, Nora, I know you so well. I knew that was you the second time I started reading it. I honestly, that's honestly difficult because part of me would be like, of course I'll marry him and be rich, but have venereal diseases would suck. I mean, but, I'm definitely going with, I'm I'm going with a race because I think I'm going there too. In the end, I would rather be able to live a life without him than with <laughs> him. I'm sorry. I you don't need to apologize. I totally agree. I keep forgetting there's a third of them. There's one other white guy that's Who, on Shep? that show. Chef, that's we found out today is the same age as yes, Joe we, fucking Gorga. Yes, we have a house we started with our friends, and they one of them revealed that Shep is the same age as Joe Gorga. And I, yeah, I just and I, I actually like, think oh. that makes Shep look better because I think it Joe makes Shep looks look old. so much better. You think Joe looks old, right? Not really. Oh, see, I, I think, do. The, I don't the, think they look in the same age bracket, which is confusing to me. I but think, like when you put Kyle. Cook and Leah McSweeney next to each other, they do look the same age. They are the same age, by the way. Um, but Shep to me looks like early 30s to mid, and Joe gives like 45, but not in a bad way. Oh, to me, Joe gives like 55. He he is too roided and botoxed for me to think he looks in his 40s. And I don't think he is in his 40s. I guess He's not in his 30s. No, I think they're both. I well, maybe he's almost fifty then. No, that is he's definitely early forties. Can't be early. It has to be late or mid. Like he can't be younger than forty-five years old. Okay, Joe Gorga, age forty-two. Yuck! Do you think he looks forty-two? He looks yeah, fty-two. No, I think he looks forty-two. He's but I think like he looks younger because Melissa's me. hot. Like, it's the proxy by proxy situation. You know, the famous situation. Munchausen by proxy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, that makes sense. Young by proxy. Because if you're married to someone and it makes you look and seem younger, that's what Munchausen by proxy is someone's convincing you that you're sick with something. And so, young by proxy. Yeah, and I'm saying it works. Yeah. Well... I want to end on this one. And there, we have more here that I will save for next week because we got a couple or quite a few. Um, and this one, I'm going to reveal themselves. The the <laughs> This comes from our father. Oh, Jesus Christ. And our, our father says, what about eggs? 
What about about eggs? eggs? (laughs) I have a lot of opinions about eggs. I took a break from eggs for a while. They kind of weirded me out. I get it. That's it's weird. And then I just started eating them recently again, like by themselves. Mm -hmm. That's what I have to share. Father. (laughs) Thank you for that. Wow. I mean, what would we do without that stellar take on eggs? Are you kidding me? This is why I'm here. I'm back, baby. (laughs) I'm Luke, back to share eggs. Lukewarm, joke. lukewarm takes. <laughs> you know, I was off eggs, and now I'm on eggs. It's, we, I, we live in a spoof of our own reality. Like, <laughs> there would be something to that. Yeah, no, I, I, I. Uh, what about eggs? I mean, you know, I. What's have your a big... favorite kind of egg? Like, if you had to pick one type of over, egg, over easy, life. over easy is okay. how the style would make it. The the last no, thing I'll say about was, eggs, and I don't have time to get into. I do not want to go into all of this, but because I could, <laughs> I think omelets are disgusting, and I want to leave it at that. And we can we can table this and, and come back to it. Yeah, uh, stay tuned until next week. Omelet part two. We can omelet part two this, but I think omelets are repulsive, <gasps> and if you eat them, I'm judging you. Okay, but does it have to do with people calling omelet? It has nothing to do with that. It has absolutely nothing mm-hmm. to do with that. I even forgot about that. So thank you for bringing up trauma that I didn't even remember. <laughs> okay, uh, you can follow me at Beats on Hamlet, and you can follow Kicks at Kicks Hamlet. That's spelled C I X. Yep, and then the podcast at Dumpster Dave Pod. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe to our pod, all pods you love. It is the free, freest, and easiest way to support your content creators. And In, uh, what were you say? Oh, I was just gonna say I'm happy to be back. You are free to send Tom. Um, gift cards to omelet places around his well house. The only place that has an omelet that I'm gonna go to is like a Waffle House, and and I'll just get a waffle, not an omelet. And that's that. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. <laughs>